It's a handball to McKenna, but Collingwood win. 11 points, the final margin, and for the moment at least, the Pies are in the top four. have won by 11 behinds, 10-16-76 to 10-5-65 in front of a crowd of 85,405 to bank their 15th win of the season and for the moment move into the top four but of course Richmond and West Coast still to play and also at what cost does it come plenty of injury news to come out of this one as well but Collingwood 76 between Essendon and 65, here's the song. Collingwood forever, they know how to play the game. Side by side, they stick together to uphold the magpie's name. See the barricades are shouting, as all barricades show. Oh, the premiership's a cakewalk. The margin could have been oh so much more. They kicked 2-7 to 1-2 in the final quarter of the Magpies. That was after kicking 3-6 to a goal in the second term. So to the punt road end of the stadium, might need to take my shoes and socks off to work out how many behinds they kicked down that end, Shorey. But after quarter time, Collingwood added 7-15 to 4-3. They trailed by 19 points at quarter time, the Pies. Back within a point at half-time. Scores level at three-quarter time. And Collingwood with 2-7 to 1-2 in the final quarter. Win 10-16-76 to 10-5-65. Just the four goal kickers for Collingwood. Brody Meyer check with four goals, one. Jamie Elliott with three goals, four. Two straight to Josh Thomas, but injured very late. And a goal to Jordan Ruffett, his first in black and white. For the Bombers, two each to Laverde, Ham, McDonald, Tip and Woody, and McKernan, and singles to Langford and Mitch Brown. All of that in front of a crowd of 85,405. 96900 693, or outside of Melbourne, 13, 13, 32. Footy open line, thanks to Nick Theodosi Prestige Cars, ca- uh, bringing you the best for almost 50 years before we get and callers and they're starting to bank up already initial observations from Tony Shaw and Matthew Lloyd well I suppose that first quarter the Bombers were brilliant really I thought they were really really good the speed of the Bombers was too much for Collingwood but after that they controlled the ball in their half for, of, of the ground for too long you know, 57 to 38 inside 50s you don't win a game of football with 38 inside 50s the Pies their concern would be uh, that they found scoring difficult. I you know Jamie Alley kicked three goals, four, but had a lot of rush behinds. They just didn't function that well inside 50, but obviously Stevenson and Degoe will help that. Uh, Brundy was heroic again in the ruck. 33 disposals, Tommy Bell Chambers 12, so he'll be better for the run. Uh, I think the Bombers, though, would be pretty pleased, to be honest, um, considering the outs they had. You know, Hooker, yep. Heppel, uh, obviously 
Zaharakis, uh, Fantasia, Stringer. So both teams are going to look very, very different in two weeks if they play each other. But the Pies, just too, they had too much. Uh, their best players on it, Trelaw, Pendlebury, Grundy, Taylor Adams. When it was there to be won, I just thought they owned the, owned the big moments late in the game. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, resident they, they really worked hard tonight, but um, just after that first quarter where you thought, gee, they were so offensive off halfback, Collingwood readjusted really well, whether it was the coach or the players, um, and they were playing to instruction. They just shut down that run from halfback there, inside 50s. In the end, you know, you look at the scoreboard, 10 to 26 shots to 15. Probably if they kick straight, they win by a bigger margin. But, you know, I think there's a lot to take out from Essendon. They're going to improve a hell of a lot in their first final. Collingwood, I don't think they're at they're not at their best footy at the moment. Their, their pressure wasn't as good at the level I thought it should have been uh, like it was against Adelaide where they just wiped Adelaide off the off the map. So there's a few little issues here. A couple of their defenders are get, get fairly jittery at times. Their disposal out of there is a bit of an issue. And they've got to bring back now. The other one is Darcy Moore. Um, you know, we couldn't see any ice. We don't know. But if history tells us something, it's going to be a soft tissue injury. And uh, hopefully it's not going to cost him a final series. It's going to be a fascinating injury report with Tom Morris a little closer to the top of the hour. With all thanks to Arnold Thomas and Becker. Let's squeeze in a call or two before we go down to the rooms. The Collingwood players have actually just broken from their huddle with some souvenir footies that they're signing to go to all points of the compass and hand them out to their adoring younger fans. 10-16-76 Collingwood, 10-5-65 Essendon, 9-6-900-693 are outside of Melbourne, 13-13-32 our footy open line number thanks to Nick Theodosi Prestige Cars. Margaret from East Bentley, good evening to you. Good evening. I just said to the lady, can I go and coach Essendon? What would you do different to John Worsfold, Margaret? Well, I'd kick the ball, tell him to kick the ball longer, not across the goal of the opposition all the time. Hey, Margaret, we said exactly the same thing, Margaret, in in the box here tonight. I said one of my biggest frustrations with Essendon is how they go backwards and sideways too often. And unless the player can play on... Why do they do it? They just give away meterage too often. So I think you're on the money there. Exactly. Thank you. Great point. Good on you, Margaret. Thank you for giving us a call. You had the new ball tonight in the Nick Theodosi Prestige Cars footy open line. Rodney from here in the city has given us a buzz. G'day, Rod. G'day. Look, I'm a Collingwood supporter and I'm happy we won. But there's one thing that needs to change next year with Collingwood. Know that is? What's that? Far away. that's Buckley to be sacked and we get a new coach. Oh, Tony Shaw. Well, you're going to play finals again two years in a row. Is it three years in a row now that they play the year before? No, but you've made a grand final, so um, to finish where they could finish top four, get a double chance, you don't sack many coaches when you get to that level. Hey, what, Rodney, why do you say that? Because I still have a problem with him when he, when he was, when we won that game this year and he told the people off, the, the players off and they went down he's got no personality maybe he could be a bit more friendlier and about 70% of us would like him more I, I loved when he had a go at him I loved that because they won the game against the dogs but he could see they weren't playing that well and he was right you know because they fell in a hole for about four or five weeks so I think one thing he is now he's very personable with his players he may not have been that at the start but they say he's a different person so I, I'm, I thought he was in trouble 
but uh, I'm glad they stuck with him because he's had a brilliant couple of years. Rodney, thanks for your call to our other callers. We'll just ask you to hold for the moment. We're about to head down to Tom Morris in the Collingwood rooms. The players have just filed down the race. Quickly at lunch on day two at Headingley, England 6 for 54. That's right, folks, 6 for 54 in response to Australia's 179. We'll go down to Tom Morris now in the Collingwood rooms as the players start to file in. Yeah, the players just starting to file in now. Josh Thomas is already down here. He hurt the inside of his right knee. So he was down in the rooms earlier, but it's a rousing reception. Eddie Maguire's just walked in. He's given a few high fives. His two sons have walked in as well. Lisa Camplin, of course, is a strong Collingwood person. She's coming. David Noble is down here as well. His son, of course, playing tonight. He's the head of footy at the Brisbane Lions, and he's keeping a low profile, but he can't wipe the smile of his face. Darcy Moore is the big worry from a negative perspective. We don't know what his injury is. He's got no ice on his hamstring, but he'll sing the song, and we'll deal with the injuries just after they do so. But this is a big win for the Pies. They're playing finals, and they're going to have a double chance, it looks like, as well. We'll have a chat to Jamie Elliott in just a couple of moments' time, and uh, until then, I'll throw it back to you. Good on you, Tom. Well, I'm not sure about that last comment, because if West Coast beat Hawthorne and Richmond beat Brisbane, and both of those sides will start favourites, then Collingwood won't have a double chance. They'll have a home elimination final. Currently on the live ladder, they do sit third, though, 15-7. and Here's their final analysis in the home and away season. Percentage of 117.7. Equal on premiership points with Geelong, who is above them. West Coast and Richmond immediately below them. But, of course, this is the only game so far played in round 23. And if the Dogs beat the Crows like we expect in Ballarat, well, then uh, that'll drop the Bombers down to eighth. The Pies... Fifth, if results go to plan, and uh, they'll play again in a couple of weeks' time. And yeah. Would you say it'd be a 50-50 ball game? Essendon, uh, Collingwood with all... Well, yeah, teams. what I saw on tonight, you, you might be right. Um, who the, the ins and outs, and no doubt Essendon have got more players out, but there's, there's that doubt, like even with Collingwood, there's a doubt how, many, how much footy's been into the players mm. who've been injured, how many you want to take in, and how much of a risk is it? Mm. So, you know, it looks like I would think more why he yeah. doesn't come back on. I'm, I'm going, say if I go the worst scenario that he's done something to the hamstring again, well, he won't play. So, you've got Dugowie and yeah, Stevenson. Yeah, so side bottom Dugowie, Stevenson. No doubt. Is Wells a chance? No, nah, no, nah, they won't play him. No, wouldn't well, well, What you could do is move Roughhead to defence for more. Yeah, yeah. And then you bring the goey in and, and, and yeah, Stevenson. No doubt. Forward line. Yep. And the Essendon ins would be Heppel, Stringer, and Fantasia. And Hooker. And, and Hooker, Hooker, of course, yeah. it was the yeah. laid out tonight. Yeah. Very yeah. good point. Yeah. Very good point. Let's take a couple more calls before we go back to the Collingwood rooms, and we'll apologise in advance to any of our callers that we have to cut off quickly in case a Collingwood player does come up for interview very, very shortly. Rosemary from St Albans is next up on the footy open line, thanks to Nick Theodosi Prestige Cars. Good evening, Rosemary. Hi, guys. I'm so happy about Collingwood winning. I'm going to end up losing my voice. I'm always singing their song after they win. <laughs> My husband says, good, if I lose my voice, I won't have to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Imagine how you're going to feel in two weeks, Rosemary, in a big, maybe knockout final against the Bombers again. I don't know if you call that a win-win, do you, Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say to Rosemary, sometimes I almost lose my voice during the call. Yeah, so you're it's, the, <laughs> it's the sort of, it's a passionate game, isn't it? Rosemary, thanks for your call. Another final series for the Pies. We'll get to our next call. It's going to be Gary from Greensboro in just a tick. But, I mean, there is... I mean, coming off a grand final appearance last year, I mean, Collingwood growing up, you just thought, as a kid in the 70s and 80s, just Collingwood playing in finals was just like having toast for breakfast. Mm -hmm. It just happened every year. And there is a certain, as much as we love to hate them, Shorey, if you don't back to the black and whites, there is something about Collingwood playing in September, Mm. as long as they're not playing against your own club. (laughs) Let's go to Gary from Greensboro, who wants to talk about the Bombers. G'day, Gaz. Good day, boys. How are you? We're well. Uh, listen, what do you think about the uh, their bombers, eh? We magpies over here, but anyway, what do you reckon? How are they going to go next week? Uh, my opinion is that uh, I'm more confident now than I was about a month ago. I think that, uh, obviously, that win in Perth was good. Uh, they've won, I think, probably six of their last nine games, so uh, they've finished quite well. Uh, it's just the, the worry is just the amount of injuries, obviously. Devin mm. Smith and uh, Dana haven't been seen all year. Heppel's got a really uh, you know, a big issue with his foot. Stringer's had a bit of a soft tissue worry. And um, Fantasia, well, he just hasn't been able to get on the park for most of the year. Just plays one, injured, hasn't been doing much training. And Hurley's gone now, Hurley's you would gone think. now as well. And the big issue is if Bell Chambers in a final has to take on big Brodie Grundy again, uh, that that really worries me because he's just lacking that match fitness. Gary, thanks for your call. Uh, for all over bins, as we said during the preview, it's the first time we've had both Collingwood and Essendon in the finals in the same year since 2011. Well, that's a bit of a uh, misnomer because Collingwood finished on top. Essendon fell into eighth mm. and got smashed by 62 points by Carlton in the uh, in the first final. Of course, if they do meet again in a fortnight, it'll be the first Collingwood-Essendon final since the 1990 grand final. Let's get back down to the Collingwood rooms. We'll hold our callers there. And Jeremy Howe, who's put in another nomination tonight for the mark of the year. I think he's finally landed, and he's standing alongside Tom Morris. Yeah, where does that rank among your best marks of the season, let's say, Jeremy? Uh, I'll probably chuck it up there in the you know, maybe top five, but <laughs> it was on Darcy Moore, so um, he's not going to be happy with that, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, we hope he's okay. Where do you rank the win? That was a pretty competitive game for most of the night, and you got the job done in the end. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. It kind of fluctuated, you know. It was a bit of an arm wrestle. We got ascendancy, and then they kind of wrestled it back, and no one really got the momentum there for a long period of time, and it was a bit of a grind, and we knew it was going to be like that. Um, had a lot, of young, a lot of young guys in their team, but they brought so much enthusiasm and energy, and you know they did a really good job. And we we're just lucky to get away with the win in the end. But we'll definitely take it and then uh, rest up over the next two weeks. Hey, Jeremy, I think uh, that first quarter you, you're probably going into the game saying, "All right, we've got to look at Sarden and Connor and stop their rebound." Well, you didn't stop it. They they came through the corridor pretty hard then. But I, I thought the the readjustment was it Bucks at quarter time who readjusted, or just the whole team getting together to know, you know, maybe we just got to really pinpoint stopping that run. Yeah, clearly they, they play a massive role in the way that they want to move the ball, but um, I think our inside 50s were re- relatively shallow, and because yeah. those boys play relatively high as well, you know, it just feeds into the way they want to play, and you know, to their credit, they, they ran off and they, they took the game on, it's exactly what they wanted, and it's exactly what we didn't want, and um, you know, they, they got it on their terms there for a while, and 
we adjusted, you know, throughout the game, but uh, it wasn't wasn't the best game that we played. But uh, we'll take the four points. So you, you know, you, you're a captain of the defence now, and uh, you've had some changes in there all year. Yeah, even Myacek, who came out of the back half, you know, a fair while ago now, but Jordan Ruffheads had to go down forward. It, the reason playing forward, I know you've lost a couple with um, Mason Cox, but also the other thing about going in the ruck is it's easier to play ruck forward than ruck defence, you know, so you just don't want that to happen to your defence. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Ruffy's done an outstanding job since he's gone forward. He was, you know, clearly he was a key pillar in our defensive structure, the way that we are playing. And uh, the boys loved him playing down there in the forward line because he creates such a good contest and he doesn't get outmarked. So um, hopefully we get him back at some stage, but I don't know where he goes because um, he is performing at both ends, but it's a, it's a good problem to have. Hey, Jeremy, I felt for uh, poor Levi Greenwood when he, he felt sick when he knocked out uh, Matty Sharambu. Hasn't had much luck over the years. I'd probably feel more sorry for Sharambu, yeah. I reckon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it was unfortunate. A uh, bit of a breakdown in communication or lack thereof. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, he shows us up and about now. He's, he seems to be okay, but, um, yeah, it's unfortunate for the big fella because... You know, he's put a mountain of work in, and his last couple of weeks have been relatively strong. So uh, hopefully he'll be right. Uh, we've got a, got a week to week to rest up and go again. And we're really impressed with the composure of Noble off half-back. Really made a mistake and didn't panic at all with the footy in hand. Yeah, he's a natural ball winner. Um, he does get, you know, he gets, gets on the end of the handball receives, but he's quite capable of defending his 1v1s. And, you know, he had some intercept marks tonight, which was outstanding. And, you know, he uses the ball pretty, pretty simple, but um, it's effective. So... He's been a great addition down there. Uh, we love playing with him, and uh, he's an exciting talent. You're absolutely flying this time last year, going on a, into a final series. You've won four in a row. How, how do you? Last week was probably your best game of those four. But how do you feel going into this final series now as a team? Yeah, well, winning definitely helps. It's not the be all and end all, but I think we just wanted to. You know, we had one more opportunity to try and fine tune our game before we hit the finals. And you know, tonight was a relatively scrappy game. We didn't get it all on our terms, but in saying that, we got the win and it was super important. And, um, yeah, look, I think last week was probably our strongest performance that we'd had. We felt the most connected and efficient that we'd been. Um, it'd be nice to emulate that every week, but given the opposition are going to fluctuate, it's pretty hard. But we'll take it and we'll move on. Have you talked to Darcy at all? He came off, didn't play any part in that nearly the last quarter. Um, have you had to talk to him at the moment to see what's happened there? Nah, so I haven't actually spoken to Dars. He's probably avoiding me because I put his ne- put my knee in the back of his neck. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't, uh, haven't touched base with him yet, but uh, I'm sure you guys will be the first to know. And Jeremy, just before we let you go, Brody Majacek, in your time in league footy, is he the best mature age story that you've seen up close? Another four goals tonight. He's an amazing story, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, it's a credit to the way he goes about it from Monday to Friday. He puts a mountain of work in. Um, the good thing about it, we got him down there to create a good contest, but at the moment he's clunking him. He's got these vice-like grips at the moment, and um, he's kicking the ball really well. So I think he kicked his fifth bag of four goals uh, this year, and he's really contributing, and he offers a lot down there. And for a big fella, he's quick and pl- applies plenty of pressure, so that's what we love. And have you heard the cricket score? Uh, six for 50, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're on fire. Six look, for 50. Look forward lunch. to getting back and having a watch. Yeah. Good, well, that, good that you're concentrating on your rehab. We like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let you go. Look forward to seeing you in a fortnight. Rest up. No worries, boys. Thank you. Jeremy Howe, Collingwood High Flyer. Very good again tonight. And another specky into, uh, I think it'll be what... I saw the stature in the week. Was it his 35th nomination for a mark of the week mm, last week? Wasn't. Um, you'd have to say tonight that want to be three yeah. pretty spectacular grabs over the next eight games for him not to be mm. in it again. And he took, it, he took it well last year when he missed out, didn't he? 
the, uh, when Danaher. Oh, with Clay. <laughs> was that last year or two well, years ago? Two years. He was joking. Which, that was a joke. He just, he, that was an absolute yeah, yeah. joke. He's one of the, you know, we've seen some great high marks over a long period of time, but he just... He now, you called that Lloydie, the run up he had because yeah. no one was getting in his way. He, he had that his name over that for the three seconds prior. Mm. Now we're just getting a little whisper that it mm. might be left hamstring yeah. for Darcy Moore. We'll get uh, confirmation of that hopefully uh, closer to eleven o'clock, and hopefully for Collingwood supporters, that is incorrect. The word we are hearing. Quick call before we do take a break. Ashley from St Kilda has given us a buzz. Good evening, Ash. Yeah, good evening, fellas. Look, I'm a Richmond supporter. Just watched the, the game just for a bit of interest there. The umpiring, if you're an Essendon supporter, the umpiring was absolutely disgraceful. There was four decisions that were clear, mark, free kick, whatever. The resulting turnover goal down the other end, then the 50-metre penalty just to top it off. I mean, if none of those umpires, they should not be umpiring anywhere to do with the finals, OK? Decisions like those wreck games. It was a great game, and undermanned Essendon should have won that game. The decisions, if they had have been paid, what should have been paid, they all of a sudden score a goal instead of one rebounding down the other end and get that mark, that the guy took the mark. I mean, if that's not a mark, seriously, you've got three or four umpires out on the ground. They can't see that. I mean, don't, none of those umpires review that game. Don't give them a final. None of them, OK? Don't want to see any of those. I don't know who they are. Right, but they do not deserve a finals game after yeah. those decisions missed. I'm just saying, missed blatant misses. Right, there was clearly four. Decisions. Yeah, we got we, we got what you meant, and uh, I, I I agree with you that I thought Essendon were harshly done in those two marking uh, instances too. Though there's no doubt about that. Um, whether I was going to win in the game, I'm not too certain uh, when you've had 11 more shots than the opposition, but I agree totally. I think they're on the uh, the bad end of the, the, the decisions tonight. Yeah, the, the non-decision, the non-mark. Uh, yeah. Mark to Francis and then missing the arm chop as well yeah. at the completion and the of the mark. the Mitch Brown one was contentious too. We yeah. would have had it been having a shot for goal. Yeah, and the umpires tonight, well, one of them you should know pretty well, Ashley, because it was Razor Ray Chamberlain. Uh, Chris Donlan, one of the more experienced whistleblowers, and Brendan Hosking, who's been around for quite a few years as well. We need to take a break. More calls on the other side of the break. An all-important injury report coming up as well with thanks to Arnold Thomas and Becker. Arnold Thomas and Becker, your personal injury law specialist. Tom Morris will also make his way across to the Essendon room. Rooms, even, plural. And uh, it is actually only one room, isn't it? Anyway, I digress. Lloydie is going to give the votes. No, Shorey tonight. No, Shorey tonight. It says on, so yeah, it says on the screen, Lloydie votes, but that's wrong. <laughs> Can't we'll handle the pressure. Check in with Big Rex as well. 20 minutes to 11. Collingwood by 11 points tonight. 10-16-76 to the Bombers. 10-5-65. Thanks to McDonald's. 3AW is football. minutes to 11 on a Friday night the start of round 23 and Collingwood have got over the top of Essendon by 11 points 10-16-76 to the Bombers 10-5-65 Sean McKernan continues his fine late season form, another couple of goals and several magnificent contested grabs this evening he's been good enough to have a chat to us, he's standing alongside Tom Morris that was a big build up you got, you got us guys? You yes, got us here we yeah, go. we got Sean McKernan down here. Played well tonight, and the team actually did a reasonable job despite not getting the four points. How did you assess it from being out on the ground? 
Um, yeah, obviously, like you said, it was good effort by us and a uh, good fast start. Um, credit to Colin with those who came back and controlled the game pretty well late. Uh, but I think we're pretty happy with how we went, knowing that we've got a few guys to come back in, like Sting and um, Raz and Hooksy and Co. And, but, um, yeah, obviously it's disappointing to lose, but um, we still take a lot out of that game. Yeah, so what do you take, take out of it? You said you guys showed some good effort and played some good footy. What did you really like about the performance? Um, I think it's just a sign of being able to match it with a, a quality team like Collingwood. Obviously, they're, they're potentially going to finish in the top four. So, But, um, no, I think for us, and knowing where we want to go, and um, yeah, it's a good sign for us. And just one last one for me. How's the nose? Uh, it's a bit ginger. Yeah, my missus already told me it looks a bit sore. So, yeah. Hey, Sean, what about your marking? You're just absolutely marking everything at the moment. Oh, you have for most of the year, to be honest. But uh, does that come from confidence or... Is that something you specifically worked on because uh, you've become one of the best contested marks in the game? Um, I think most of it's just been doing work with Truck and um, Dan Jordan, the VFL coach. So probably over the last 18 months, been a real focus for me and um, in particular with Truck coming to the club and working with the key position players and um, just using our craft. And um, obviously he's been an added bonus for us. So, but yeah, I think credit a lot to those two guys, to be honest. Do you feel you went too safe with the ball tonight after quarter time? I felt like the, there was a lot of backwards and sideways kicks at times when you didn't move the ball forward like you could have. Uh, we did speak about it at half time. It probably just credits Collingwood taking away that, um, not allowing us to shift the ball off the line and hitting those 45s. But um, yeah, I, I, I think we, we still got to be able to adapt and um, win ugly, I guess. And but knowing when we go along to contests and uh, having guys at the, at the ground and um, still be able to take the ball forward. Sean, well, well done on your form. I think you're playing fantastic footy at the moment. Just Brody Grundy, I know you're only going there part-time against him and Bell Chambers, it was pretty hard to ask him to go the whole game with him. But just talk us through the athleticism that he's got that you faced against other ruckmen and, and whereabouts is he and where you see him? Oh, yeah, he's, he's just a powerful beast and um, he obviously puts it on display every week. But um, compared to other ruckmen in the comp, he's just, yeah, I think from that athleticism point of view, he's... He's miles ahead, and you can see why he's the, probably, the for me, he's the number one ruckman in the comp of this way he plays and gets around the ground and um, just the amount of ball that he finds. I know you mightn't, um, yeah, mightn't be involved in this discussion, but Adam Saad, he was playing deep on Elliott, and I thought in the last quarter you needed some run. McKenna was giving you a little bit, and, you know, you, you look like, as Lloyd, said, you stagnated with your ball, um, with your, you know, your ball movement. I'm just thinking, um, was that a plan to go and play him so deep late in the game? Um, I'm not I'm not 100 sure to be honest, but uh, probably Collingwood knowing that Sadi wants to get that runoff, they're going to try and drag him deep and try and limit his run. But um, um, I'm not sure on the actual discussions that happened down back and yeah. um, what what the plans were for the matchup. Sean, you can lead to one player at Essendon. Who do you want with the footy in their hands? Uh, it's a very good question. Probably if I could choose out of three, it'd be Waller, Zachy Merritt, or Connor McKenna. Yeah, Waller, Waller just uh, absolutely on fire tonight. He was brilliant and. Uh, Put that contract off, so a bit concerned. Yeah, he <laughs> wanting a bit, bit more money, is he? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't spoken to. Him. I do sit next to him every day, but um, I don't, I don't speak to him about that stuff. But um, yeah, oh, look, he's playing great footy, and um, yeah, ho- hopefully yeah. He, he puts the pen to paper soon. Uh, well played, Sean. And Sean, yeah. as we let you go, any idea how the next week, week and a half is going to look, or far too early? Could play anywhere from the, the Thursday night final to the Saturday night final, of course. Yeah, obviously we're not sure. We'll wait and see what happens with uh, results over the weekend and the next 48 hours. But, um, yeah, we've, the boys have got the, the weekend off, so just a good chance to recover and um, prepare ourselves for next week and the, uh, the following weekend into the final. Well, we look forward to seeing you in an elimination final, regardless of who it's against. Mm. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Sean McKernan there joining us in the Essendon rooms. Very strong 
again tonight. Another couple of goals. His contested marking is um, yeah, a feature of, uh, of Essendon's football at the moment. One of the best mm. contested marks in the competition. Yeah, 12 marks tonight for Sean McKernan. Uh, a question for you, Beaver. Who would you rather play if you're Essendon? The Giants in Sydney or the Pies here at the MCG? Ooh. Because they'll get a few back, the Giants. Gee, they're not playing well, uh, though. No. No. Uh, I, I, I don't, almost take I, the Giants, really, because they'd take yeah. a fair swag of supporters up there as well, yeah. so it would feel um, almost like a home yeah. final, I reckon. The big one against Collingwood is Grundy. Yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't mind playing him. Yeah, he's there, isn't he? So if you had everybody up and going, Bell Chambers has played a lot of football, you wouldn't mind it as much. But here's the difference at the moment, I reckon, between these clubs. Now, just before we go back down to Tom Morris for the injury report, a wicket's fallen first ball after lunch. Chris Wokes is out very close to it being a no ball, but Pat Cummins has got the benefit of the doubt. And Wokes is out, strangled down the leg side, his glove through to Tim Payne, and England 7 for 54. Make that 7 for 50. Five and now 56 now because Archer's got off the mark and now a single to Butler. So England seven for 56 in the first over after lunch, day two at Headingley, the third Ashes test, and that is around the grounds thanks to Hasvana. Injury report is with thanks to Arnold Thomas and Becker, and this is going to be a big one as well. Tom Morris, over to you. Got me, guys? Yes, you got me. I'm just a bit delayed there for some reason. Either way, I've got the injury report on me, and I'll give it to you right now. There are a few players with concerns. Let's start with Essendon. Aaron Francis, left ankle. Started on off the ground in the fourth quarter, came on, went off again. So he'll be assessed over the next couple of weeks, but he certainly was able to play out the game to some extent. Michael Hurley's right shoulder is a real issue for him. He was in a sling at the end of the game. He didn't play out the match clearly, and he's in a fair bit of pain as well. We know that his left shoulder, he hurt in round 17, so it's the other one, but both were strapped. So Michael Hurley's in some serious doubt for the rest of the year, it must be said. Mason Redmond had his right quad strapped, came back on the ground, played the rest of the game, but he wasn't moving as freely as he would have liked. And Sean McKernan, who we just spoke to, got a, got a knock to the to the nose, and I just saw firsthand just then, it's very bruised, so I'm not sure, I'm not a doctor, I don't know if it's crooked or not, but it doesn't look too good how bruised that nose is. But the big concern from tonight for Collingwood is Darcy Moore, left hamstring, don't know if it actually went twang, it might be awareness, it might be tightness, we'll wait and see what the club says, and even then, we not, might not be able to believe it 100%, because they can sometimes just pull a little swifty on us, but we know that he didn't play the last quarter, or most of the last quarter, because of that left hamstring, had ice on it after the game serious implications for the finals. And the other one's Matt Scharenberg with concussion. He didn't play after quarter time. He seems to be okay in the rooms after the game, which is good news from a health perspective. But again, he'll be assessed throughout the week. Good on you, Tom. Tom Morris there with the injury report with thanks to Arnold Thomas and Becker. Arnold Thomas and Becker called today to speak with a personal injury specialist and dramatic scenes again at Headingley in Leeds. Josh Butler has now fallen in the second over after lunch. And England, believe it or not, it's almost our favourite score in footy, but we've just got one less eight in there. Eight for 56. Brother. Brother. Eight for 56, England, in response to Australia's 179. So still trailing by 123. Josh Hazelwood's picked up his fourth wicket, has four for 26. Pretty soft dismissal as well. Spoon to catch to Usman Khawaja at cover. Butler out for five. Hazelwood has four. Cummins has two. And the other two wickets, of course, to Pat- James Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just I was just looking at that to see whether I think Nathan Lyons bowled the one over mm. so far today, but the quicks doing 
all the damage. Believe it or not, England 8 for 56. We will take a final break. We'll check in with Big Rexy on the other side of this, who loves his cricket as well. He'll have plenty of opinions out of the 11 o'clock news, and he'll be taking your calls with Rex's footy nightline, thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, 9-6900-693, or outside of Melbourne, 13-13-32. He does his best work as we're coming into spring as well, folks. Dual premiership player, give Big Rexy a call out of the 11 o'clock news. For McDonald's, 3RW is football. Three minutes to 11 on a night when Collingwood has outlasted Essendon by 11 points, 10-16-76 to the Bombers, 10-5-65. Before we check in with Big Rexy, Tony Shaw has got the honour of giving the votes this evening. Okay, uh, apologies to Connor McKenna. Thought he played pretty well, rebounding of halfback. And also Jamie Alley kicked three goals, five, but I just couldn't put him into the uh, the vote. Scotty Penalty, 33 possessions, 11 contested, four tackles. When it needed to be done, he set the uh, the team up in the end when they're under pressure. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, uh, 18 possessions, 14 contested, five tackles, two goals, one and four score assists. So pretty good game. I know his contract's up, so I think he'll keep playing good football at the moment. Uh, <laughs> it went from five, uh, 600 to 550 to 650 in the end, so he's going all right. Sean McKernan, like you said, just his, his contested marking was unbelievable. 18 possessions, 12 marks, two goals, one. I gave four to Brody Majacek. 11 possessions, 4 marks, 4 goals. I thought he kept Collingwood in it because they didn't have a forward for about three quarters and then it all went, uh, came over to Elliot a little bit more than that. And that man, Brody Grundy, what a sensational game. 33 possessions, which I love seeing Ruckman get possessions, not just tap-outs. 21 contested possessions. He was like another midfielder. 35 hit-outs and 7 clearances. Best on field by a country mile. If they're going to play Essendon, they're going to have to work away around trying to get on top of him. If you wanted to see contested marking, you should have seen Rex Hunt take 18 oh. marks at Victoria Park for the Saints against Collingwood in 1976. Good evening to you, Rex. It was 21. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. Not that I would uh, know. I don't know, where I've, know. don't know where I've parked my car. But it's uh, coming out 20 years since the scoreboard caught fire. And where were people when that caught fire at the MCG? We want to know all of the things. And Beersy just texts me through, give plenty of cricket. I'll put in a call for Merv. Oh, you don't see this very often. The Poms are on their knees. And I'll leave it at that, Beaver. Good on you, Rexy. Give him a call after the 11 o'clock news, folks. For McDonald's, 3RW is Channel Rex.